Welcome to Super Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today we have with us Mark Fiddleman. Hi, Mark. How are you? I'm doing well, and it's Fiddleman. Oh, I was going to just ask you, did I do the, the last name correctly or not? I'm, I apologize. Um, repeat that. That's all right. Uh, Mark Fiddleman. Fiddleman. That's a cool name, Fiddleman. Fiddleman. Yes. Thank you so much, yeah, Mark. It's different. Yes. Yeah. So how are you? I'm doing well. It's pretty early. I realize it's not for you in Toronto, but uh, well, you know what? I'm uh, glad me, to it's have pretty you. Pretty early, so bear with me. No, no, no worries, my no, friend. I appreciate it. No, you look great. Uh, we're. I'm glad that you're here. Uh, spread your message to the audience. Uh, we always like to kind of allow our guests to take the stage and, in your own words, kind of introduce yourself, please. No worries. Uh, well. I've basically had two careers my entire life. One is in sales, one is in marketing. I much prefer marketing. Uh, I'm a better fit there, but I understand and appreciate and uh, love the sales side of the equation because ultimately, you know, that's what you need is is revenue in, in these entrepreneurial businesses, especially revenue. It's the fuel that drives entrepreneurs or should be driving entrepreneurs if they want to move from startup idea to bigger company that can sustain your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So when did, how long you been in marketing? I'd say the last 15 years. Oh, that's a a handful of experience. Yeah. It's uh, something I I basically fell into because I was part of the sales team uh, this was a long time ago, and I kept going to marketing and saying, we have a huge marketing department. I haven't received a single lead in like six six months. And uh, this is on the B2B side. And so I kept telling them what to do, telling them what to do. They'd shoo me out of the marketing department laughing, cackling, oh, you don't have any marketing experience. And then one day, somebody said, okay, we're, we're going to do what this annoying guy is telling us to do. They did it, and it worked. Finally, you know, we were generating some real leads, some qualified leads that that did uh, help the the team, and so then they slowly but surely brought me into the fold and made me, I think, an honorary mem- member of the the marketing team. That was my that was my first foray into marketing. Wow, wow! Uh, you don't seem annoying, so I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> well, that might be now. Yeah, <laughs> but before I was. I was pretty passionate about, yeah. uh, you know, the sales team and making sure that we had enough leads to sustain the business. Uh-huh. So what are your top three recommendations for lead gen? Well, B2B lead gen? Yes. Uh, I would say the top three recommendations are, first of all, really understand who your customer is, uh, is number one. And then number two, where are they? Uh, you know, are they on social channels? Are they in only at conferences? I've seen that. Where are they? And then build campaigns that you know will trigger them to act is, would be number three. Uh, and, and if you get those three right, 
then you're going to see a lot of leads assuming your your product is good there's a good market fit mm. for it mm. and what do you compare like compared to paid ads and paid marketing right and organic what is your go to uh well i mean my go to is is social ads if you know okay. what you're doing whether you're b2b or b2c uh-huh. You can you could target pretty well, not as well as five years ago with Facebook, but you could target pretty well uh, with Google, Facebook, sometimes LinkedIn, depending on what what it is that you're doing. And uh, if, if you know what you're doing, you could build a, a credible campaign. That is the way to go. It's it's always worked for me. Hmm. But with the new updates and stuff, right, with Facebook and the privacy settings on the on the new um, OS. Is it more difficult to reach the your target? Yeah, it is more difficult to narrow it down. Mm-hmm. You know, it used to be that you could find a soccer mom driving a, a white Lexus that's got thirty thousand miles. On. No, I'm exaggerating. <laughs> I know, that's that's you really could, you could go deep. pretty deep. Yeah, right. Uh, and then the privacy advocates got involved, and then a, a few you know unfortunate events happened with some of the, the, the people that were exploiting Facebook, and now they've really kind of clamped down on it, uh, which I find unfortunate. Other yeah. people might find reassuring. Uh-huh. But uh, your ability to, to target now is, is, you know, you're like shooting into a stadium as opposed to a down some a neighborhood street. Mm. So, you know, Facebook has been the biggest um, um, tool to get to the target, right, and speak to the people that we need to speak to. Now that we don't, you know, not as much, right, we don't want to go to Facebook, for example, what would be another recommendation nowadays instead of going to Facebook, what would you recommend to spend money on ads where exactly? Yeah, I mean, if you're using ads, um, then it's Instagram, um, TikTok, YouTube has always been number one. I think it'll continue to be number one. So I would, if if your target audience isn't on Facebook, uh, then I would move. I, I'd be on YouTube anyway, but yeah. YouTube, I'd say Instagram and TikTok in that order. Mm. But Instagram also has the the privacy settings, right? Yes, it does because it's it's basically Facebook, right? Yeah. Let's face it. Yeah, uh, but but it's still got pretty good targeting, and if you get, you know, if you work with an influencer, you can target pretty well. You know, do a paid ad with an influencer, mm-hmm. and you target their audience. You you could do a, a pretty good job on Instagram, yeah, getting like, leads, like a shout out. Yeah, like a shout out, or do some sort of collaboration. Mm-hmm. You know, depending on what your product is, mm-hmm. but it's paid ad so that you can use. Okay. Uh, their audience and your own to have a call to action that isn't hey go to my the link in my bio you know yeah. you can have the link right there so it's it's a lot easier to to drive people to take action to a specific website a landing page for example hmm. and for example a coach or a mentor or a trainer right just getting into the business world uh, on his own and on his own and he or her own 
What would you suggest they do? You know, like, do you recommend in your expertise, you know, get a website done, you know, or start doing paid ads or doing cold calling? Like, what would you recommend step by step, maybe top three of how they should approach this new career that they're going into? Wow. I mean, coaching specifically. Well, yeah. uh, again, depends on who you're targeting. So let's assume you've got all your targeting down. Yeah. Uh, and then I would start to, to let's say it's coaching entrepreneurs. Uh, yeah. I would go to entrepreneur groups that allow advertising, uh-huh. like on uh-huh. LinkedIn and Facebook to some extent. Um, and any place where these people are congregating, and I would make sure that there would be an advertisement about me, a short video about how I can help their business uh, become better. Uh-huh. And here's my experience. Here's what I've done. Here's what the results are that you could potentially expect if you, you know, join my, my coaching program, for example. Uh-huh. And again, it's all about the formula, but the formula is one thing. It's, it's also... What are the ingredients in it? And then what's the end result? Because what you really want is a call to action strong enough to get people to take a first step with you. It doesn't need to be, hey, sign up for my coaching. It could be, yeah. hey, download the, the top five recommendations as an entrepreneur to get funding, for example, uh, because you might be a coach that helps them get funded. Again, mm. purely making this up on the fly. We didn't discuss yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. We're just, we're just chit-chatting. Yeah, it's just, you know. Um, yeah. But well, for your own business right now, what are you? What are you doing? Like, what can you share? Anything that is working for you right now? Yeah, I mean, we're doing two things. Um, we're doing e-commerce. We're doing crypto. The things that that really work for us are um, paid ads, of course, and then working with influencers that target the audience that we want. So those two things, and there's many things. Uh, the number one thing everyone should be doing is building a community around your brand. Now, if you're a star- an entrepreneur starting out, that's difficult to do. Mm-hmm. But if you're, you've got a small team, you know, there should be somebody in charge of, of social and community that's, that knows what they're doing. And the community wouldn't be around your brand. It would be around a problem that you're solving. For example, mm-hmm. coaching. I could see, yeah. and I know these, these exist because I've seen them. You could start a, a coaching Facebook group that just basically says, hey, ask me anything. You answer their question and potentially because you're answering their questions, they want to hire you or you know, at least the community is helping them with other things and they get value out of your community. You're in the back of their mind. So if somebody else or, or they themselves want to hire you in the future, um, they're going to go to you first. Hmm. So for your business, do you actually uh, provide marketing services to business uh, businesses and coaching, or is it like how does it, how does it work if someone wanted to work with? You? Yeah, we don't do coaching. We basically okay. will come in and take over your your marketing of your business would be what we prefer. Mm-hmm. Um, Secondarily, we'll focus on one area like e-commerce, for example, if you want to build this e-commerce engine with a a funnel system, um, with access to influencers, you know, if you, if you just want to bring us in and become, and and you need a growth engine, 
we're it. But we'll we'll either take over the entire marketing <clears throat> or sit alongside them and do very specific things. Hmm. Have you ever experienced going into a company and taking over their marketing, but you found it to be a complete collapse and you had to rebuild from ground up? Most of the time. Yeah. And it's not that they're doing anything egregious. Mm-hmm. It's just that it the wasn't steps, built. Maybe. maybe it was started by an entrepreneur. Uh, maybe it was started by an engineer. Yeah. And they don't know what they don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, engineers, and I'm generalizing, yeah. they're smart engineers, right? Mm-hmm, really mm-hmm. smart. But it's they typically don't understand, yeah, how to market. They mm-hmm. just don't know how to encourage people to come look at their ideas and their, and their, the, their products. Mm-hmm. So any, any department started by an engineer, I'd be a little concerned. Got it. Mark, so what do you think, what is your view on audio? compared to video. So if you mentioned YouTube, right? Doing ads and YouTube and marketing on YouTube. Yeah. Um, like I agree. YouTube is, 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 is primary, especially nowadays, but audio is, is growing in popular uh, popularity. And plus the audience is, is has a, a higher income uh, bracket as well. Right. So what do you recommend uh, uh, entrepreneurs to do when it comes to audio? It's a great question. Thanks. Um, so here's the thing. Audio is a lot less expensive to do a podcast versus a video cast, like what you and I are doing on YouTube. I don't know what you spend on each episode, but mine is probably 10 times the amount I spend on a podcast because so I want to edit production. it really well. It's so much more in production. You got to make sure your guest has got the right lighting and Mm -hmm. and camera. Or if it's on site, oh my gosh, you got to hire a film crew, a audio crew. It gets extremely expensive. So if you're an entrepreneur and you want to get the word out about, you know, the problem you're solving in the industry through guests, or you use your podcast to meet people, I think Mm -hmm. that's the best thing entrepreneurs can do. Yeah. Then. Uh, I would start with audio and maybe start recording it and putting it out on YouTube, even though there's not really a lot of hmm. production value. Uh, because podcasts, as you know, can be listened to in a car. Yeah. So if your audience drives a lot, <clears throat> then a uh, podcast is probably the way to go anyway, because no one is, I, I suspect no one's watching our YouTube channels on audio while working out or in the car. I suspect, yeah. maybe I'm wrong. Well, it's uh, it's hard to but keep if it on. Driving all the time. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, yeah. They, every time your phone shuts off, the yeah, audio shuts off. Yeah. For one, but uh, it it's it's much more. It, it's less expensive and um, probably reaches more people on audio in the beginning. Although I'll say, calls to action, having people listen to. You know, hey, go to this website or this phone number. Not as effective as YouTube and video, where you can put links and in, in text and uh, below the uh, below the episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, definitely, like YouTube, just audio is is not going to work. Like you mentioned, you know, what I what one thing I don't like about YouTube is when I'm watching something, and if I want to do something or do something else while I'm listening to it in my ear. 
if I put it in my pocket or if I touch it or something, right, I'll lose it and I have to go back. So audio yeah. and podcasts are good. You just turn them on and you're you're good to go. And I we also that's what we do. We help people launch their own show. And having your own show as an entrepreneur, you create a beautiful platform to be around your ideal clients, ideal prospects. And those relationships are so much more powerful than just trying to pitch something to someone, right? You build a foundational relationship with someone, which is, is priceless. You know, uh, it's a very good point. You want people to call you that feel like they already know you. Yeah. And, and if you've got there, I mean, the trust factor is yes. off the charts yes. and they're much more likely to hire you. Yes. Uh, there's no question. Yes. Yes. And what, what are your views on Clubhouse, um, the audio app? I know it was huge during uh, the COVID, right? Everybody was cozy in their house, you know, in their trackpads. Yeah. But now that everything is o- opened up. Um, what do you see? Uh, how is it for lead gen, and what, what do you think it will be like in the future? You know, uh, I haven't been on Clubhouse in a long time. I have been on the Twitter version of it, but it, to me, well, I didn't a know lot of Twitter people like had to hear one. themselves talk. Oh yeah, oh, they, cool. it's a, uh, I can't remember what it's called, but it's, it's a Twitter feature. It's always somebody's always on doing something. Hmm. Um, for me, it didn't, it didn't generate much. Uh, it doesn't have the effect that I thought it would because it's, it's usually not an organized thing. Usually it's hey, a bunch of people appear on stage, you know, virtual stage and start talking and it's not structured and you don't control the people that are up there. Um, some things are very, very valuable. I'm sure someone listening to this or watching this has found a way to make Clubhouse valuable for them because of their target audience. Mm-hmm. But like for coaching, it's probably a good idea. Mm-hmm. But it's a, it's a big investment. You've got to really work at bringing people yeah. to your live events unless they're sitting in Clubhouse and they have their notif- or they had their notifications on. You know, getting them all to attend live is, is difficult. That's why I like these recorded versions mm-hmm. of what we're doing. Do it live and recorded. The problem with live and recorded is unless you're editing after the live version, you just get a live recording without all, you know, I, I like to bring B-roll in. Mm-hmm. I like to bring animations in uh, just to, to explain what it is that we're talking about. Mm, that's cool. Uh, so for me, Clubhouse wasn't very effective. I think that's proven true for marketers. Mm-hmm. I'm saying marketers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Twitter is probably a little bit better because if you get a good Twitter following, you can uh, not only tweet, but you can have them join audio when, uh, when you're on and they're on Twitter. Uh, so I would check out probably the Twitter version of it. But for me, it's not my top five. Mm. Yeah. You know, I find Clubhouse, um, I've, been, I've been going a few days uh, since last week. And I noticed that if you're if you're not on the top, like if you're not the actual moderator in a in a in a bigger room, it's really hard to stand out, you know, because whoever is in the audience yeah. is actually there just looking at that moderator moderator, just waiting for what he's gonna give out, what is he gonna share, you know, and if they if they ever decide to hire someone or work with someone, their eyes are on that moderator, you know, they want that's everything else is just noise, right? And, and that's what it's starting to feel like. Yeah. 
Well, for me, you also don't have calls to action unless it's changed in the last six months. How do I get a link? Yeah, they have it. Yeah. Uh, I think you have to go to the moderator's bio and and put a link in there. You put it there. But again, no, they put step. it on the room now. Just oh, they the do. moderators. Okay. Yeah. Right. Well, that's better. You know, I, yeah. maybe I should get back in. Yeah, yeah. just the moderators. <laughs> love to see well, there, what yeah. if there's like ten moderators? Yeah, they just pick what, what each if there's one. Like ten moderators. So each person who's speaking, that's when they link up their uh, their link. Got it. Okay. Mm. Well, that's better. Yeah, that, that's definitely better. Mm. Uh, is there advertising in Clubhouse yet? I don't think they're ever going to do that. And you know, I was speaking to someone uh, yesterday. I was interviewing someone. They said, you know, uh, their 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 expertise is audio, and there she was saying that they missed the boat because. They, they lost a ton of revenues during COVID and advertising, but that's their policy. They didn't want to in, in, incorporate uh, advertising. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So what are your, what well, are your, I'd, I'd encourage you to check out. Sorry. Check, go ahead. I would just say, uh, check out the Twitter version of it. I, yeah. I think it'll be more effective for you. Mm-hmm. So what do you what do you consider your inner superpower that got you to this point? I'd say perseverance. Hmm. You know, uh, just trying new things, developing new ideas, uh, working on specific formulas for success. You know, I, I like to come into a company and, and show some quick and instant results based on you know studying their market. And looking at their product, finding the right people. Yeah, really customized marketing solutions that drive activity. Mm. And uh, for, for me, that's always what we've been able to do is, is to figure out the right campaigns to drive revenue or drive leads, whatever it is that, that you're looking to do. And uh, so I would say in business, that's pretty much uh, if we had a superpower, that's what it would be. Mm. Are you able to share your biggest win? Like <laughs> biggest win? That would be. Uh, we've had so many big wins. The one that that immediately comes to mind is a a company that was just launching a credit type app. We'll just say, and they needed a bunch of people to join and to use the the, the application. So what we did was kind of threefold. Um, we would work with authors at Yahoo. Um, we worked with a bunch of bloggers. We worked with a bunch of influencers. And we were able to pixel uh, a lot of these sites, especially the bloggers. Yahoo, we had to buy ads. But we were able to pixel these sites so that when we ran all the content, we had like 30 articles, we had a bunch of social media around this, um, and the influencers, Yahoo, and uh, these bloggers all went out and, and talked about this app at the same time. And so what happened was they drove a lot of initial activity to it, and because the customers were pixeled at the time, we went and remarketed to them. And those remarketing uh, efforts included influencers 
you know, we, we recorded separate content with those influencers and we were able to not only get an initial huge lift, like we've had over 50,000 people download the app, but then subsequent lifts from the remarketing. So the next week was like 5,000. The week after that was 2,000. You know, it does dwindle, but just an incredible start for this company. And it didn't really cost that much. It was just everything just hit properly. The mm, app awesome. itself was amazing. Uh, the content was amazing. We got the right influencers, and we had somebody that knew how to do remarketing. So mm. um, that, that's just one that comes to mind. Yeah, that's a, that's. I love hearing wins, so I just had to ask you. I didn't want to put you on the spot, but I just wanted to hear some positivity, right? Like that's just amazing. And how you come up with this in your world to put that together is an image, right? It's a, it's a view that you had when you created it. So I'm glad that it was successful. And if you ever need an influencer, let me know. I'll, I'll, I'll help where I can. Excellent. Appreciate that. No I'm glad problem. you didn't ask about losses. That would have been a totally different discussion. Yes. Well, you can share a loss. If there's a big loss, I would love to hear about it. I, I wouldn't say there's a big loss, mm -hmm. but uh, you know, if, if if you don't understand your customer and you put something out there, I did this early in my career, and you put something out, out there that doesn't resonate with them, then yeah, you're gonna you're gonna lose bigger and hopefully you haven't spent a lot of money. You have to test, 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 test. Mm. In fact, if you're an entrepreneur, it's all even testing. before your product's developed, yeah, I would put um some sort of ad about your product out there and see what your reaction is. This mm. is even before it's built. Yeah. Uh, just to see if there's an audience for it. If it's very innovative, if, if it's a me too, obviously, you know, there's an audience and you try, you know, to, to not just enlarge the market, but steal from your competitors. Mm -hmm. But if it's a brand new product or service, I like to advertise to make sure uh, I've got at least some, some general interest and then I can tweak and refine from there before I actually build the product. Yeah, so excellent, excellent, excellent suggestion because it's always recommended, right? You just, even if you do a surveys and get that information, what do people want? Like they're the ones that are going to buy it, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and I'm not big on asking people what they, what they have that they don't have because the that's the entrepreneur's job. Yeah. Uh, I would rather just say, okay, what if we created this? This is what made Kickstarter so popular. Mm -hmm. What if we made this? Would you buy into it? Type yeah. of thing. And, um, you know, Kickstarter was great because people were prepaying for something. Then you knew that you had a product that was yep. going to, to <clears throat> get people to buy. Yeah. Well, Mark, thank you so much, man. Like, this was a great conversation. I'm, I'm happy to hear that uh, you're seeing the success that you're seeing. Um, you know, all your information will be available in our show notes uh, for anyone that wants to get in touch with you from the audience. And audience, I, I recommend check out Mark's information, check out his website, uh, get in touch with him. He's knowledgeable of marketing. And, you know, when we're in this journey, we're pretty much all together in it, you know, like he's running his business, but, you know, he's catering to entrepreneurs, catering to people. But then you are also catering to someone else, whereas everything is just linked. Uh, if we get help from each other, we can grow faster, we can grow properly, and not uh, we can avoid as many mistakes as possible. Um, 
and I uh, appreciate your time, Mark. If there's any final words you would like to share with the audience, please go ahead. I would just say, you know, marketing is difficult, but marketing is necessary. Peter Drucker once said, and I live by this, there's really only two things to business. One is innovation. The other is marketing. I focus on the marketing side. If you focus on the innovation side, find your equivalent on the marketing side. Uh, marketing is what drives attention, leads, and, and revenue. Mm-hmm. So recognize that you're going to need it, especially in this noisy environment. Mm-hmm. But finding the right team or person, that's the difficult part. Yeah, And, and you got to spend a lot of due diligence time uh, finding those individuals or, or teams that can help you. Yes. Well said, Mark. I appreciate your time. Thank you for coming on our show and keep in touch. My pleasure. Will do. Thank you.